we've got the regular season behind us. It's playoff time. You're tuned into Harvey's Huddle. I'm your host, Jackson Harvey. It's been a couple weeks. I uh, gotta give a huge shout out to my wife. Of course, we uh, welcomed our first child into the world in late December, and so I just, I haven't had time. I haven't had time to sleep, let alone talk about football with you guys, but I have been keeping up. I did get to watch Antonio Brown strip tease on the field, and I've watched some incredible football this past Sunday. Uh, if you haven't already, go hit follow on our Instagram page, Harvey's Huddle. Go follow us on Twitter. Harvey's underscore huddle is the Twitter page name. Um, we're also on Facebook. Go like our Facebook page. Harvey's Huddle is the name for that. It's uh, It's been very entertaining. Very entertaining the last few weeks. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars clinch the number one pick in the NFL draft on Sunday with Detroit's win over Green Bay while also beating the Colts, which unlocked quite a lot of chaos in the NFL on Sunday. And, of course, we've got Black Monday to talk about. Coaches were fired, including one that just blows my mind out of nowhere. Flores out in Miami. Just blindsided by that when I woke up this morning. Anyways, we're going to, this is a special episode. I'm going to have two preview episodes later this week. Um, one for the AFC wildcard round and one for the NFC wildcard round. And I'll go through all three games there and make my predictions. Um, this is where it gets exciting. If you remember last year, I went undefeated in my prediction uh, record, as you could say, in the playoffs last year, up until the conference finals, which is probably something that you want to get right but anyways I did pretty well so hopefully we can replicate that success so today we're going to talk about some coaching we're going to talk about some regular season awards and we're going to talk about my top 10 playoff teams and ultimately who I think is going to win the Super Bowl this postseason so let's start it off with the awards uh a lot of controversy in some of these awards. I'm just going to give what I think could happen. Sometimes I'm going to give one or two names, so we'll see. I also have written down the people I thought would be MVP or the Offensive Player of the Year or the Defensive Player of the Year. So I'm going <laughs> to dig up some dirty laundry there, and sometimes it might not be great. Um, let's talk about MVP first of all. I've got like, I don't have a one, two, three for MVP. I got an A, B, and C for MVP. My number C, of course, Cooper Cup, is my, is, is a definite option for MVP for the regular season for the 2021 season. I, I don't know how he can get out of this round of MVP voting without a vote. Uh, the guy recorded 145 receptions, 1,947 receiving yards, which is 18 from the record, 16 touchdowns on 191 targets. Um, that's a catch rate of 75.92%. 75, 76% of the time 
When Matthew Stafford threw the ball in the vicinity of Cooper Cup, he caught the ball. Pretty impressive. It's also 13.43 yards per catch. So those are really good numbers. Those are, I mean, he led the league in receptions. He led the league in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. And that's hard. That's a hard triple crown to do and to accomplish. And so I think he's definitely someone who should be in the running for MVP. Unfortunately, it's a quarterback award. Let's just be honest. It's no one, no one wants it to be anything other than a quarterback award in the modern day NFL. And granted quarterbacks touch the ball almost every single play, unless you're running some sort of weird formation, but quarterbacks touch the ball and they, they lead their teams. They're the sheriffs. They are the um, point guards. They're the, whatever other analogy you want to use. They are the leader of this team um, and of their individual teams. So on B, I got Tom Brady and on A, I've got Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady's numbers, 5,316 yards to lead the league in passing yards. Man, like 43 or 44,000 years old. Good job, Tom Brady. 7.4 yards per pass attempt, 67.5% completion percentage, 43 touchdowns and 12 interceptions with 102.1 as a quarterback rating. Now, 43 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That's, those are those are really good numbers. Um, I, I want to say this without instilling some backlash here. I'm not worried about it, but 43 touchdowns with Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown for most of the season. Uh, when he could keep a shirt on <laughs> and Chris Godwin 43 touchdowns is kind of expected. I'd expect anyone to have at least 40 touchdowns with that kind of a wide receiver room. Imagine if Aaron Rodgers had that kind of a wide receiver room. Let's be honest. He's got like Lazard and Valdez Scantling and Robert Tanyan and <laughs> Devonte Adams, of course, but he doesn't have as nearly as good of a wide receiver room as Tom Brady has had all season long. And he's put up 4,115 yards through the air, 7.7 yards per pass attempt, 68.9 completion percentage, 37 touchdowns, and only four interceptions. Four interceptions. 37 touchdowns, four interceptions for a rating of 111.9. In my opinion... Aaron Rodgers in this group of three is probably, and I've been saying it for a few weeks that I don't think he should be MVP, but Jonathan Taylor has completely ejected himself from the conversation just by putting up a stinker against the Jaguars in the season finale, in my opinion. And so I think Aaron Rodgers deserves this award. Um, of course, a lot of controversy going on with the voting voting process, I guess, with a voter coming out saying he'll never vote for Rodgers and he decided not to vote for Rodgers way back in July and now it's become a whole thing where Rodgers isn't vaccinated, so should he get should he get the opportunity to have this word, which I think is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous, let the man live his life um, let me live my life too I chose Sam Darnold for this award in the 
preseason. Like I, I suck. That was a terrible prediction. He has done just terribly. <laughs> um, that's my bad guys. I have to apologize. I feel so bad that I have to apologize for that. Sam Darnold. I don't know what I was smoking that day, but I said it apparently, but I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers again. Second straight MVP for the big guy. Uh, Offensive player of the year. I said it was going to be Patrick Mahomes. I think he would have had a good shot at this or MVP if they had a better start to the season. Uh, Right now I have Cooper Cup written down and I want to, I want to throw in a wild card here. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase could be, I don't think he's going to beat out Cooper Cup for this award, but listen to this. 81 receptions on 128 targets. That's 63.28%. That's also a good, let me do some quick maths here. 64 less receptions than Cooper Cup. 64 less and about 77 less targets. In with those 64 less receptions, he is only has he only has 490 oh man, 498, 488 yards less than Cooper Cup. He has 1,455 yards, 13 touchdowns, only three less touchdowns than Cooper Cup. And his yards per carry, or his yards per catch, 17.96. That's almost a whole five more yards per catch for Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup. I don't know. He's a possibility is all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Do I think he's going to beat out Cooper Cup? No. Would I be surprised if he did? No. Defensive player of the year. I said J.J. Watt. And he got hit a little bit by the injury bug again. No shocker there. But I was just a letter off. It's T.J. Watt, in my opinion. 42 solo tackles, 16 assisted tackles, 22 and a half sacks for the tie of the sack record. Michael Strahan's record. He deserves it. He's been playing lights out when he's on the field. He has had some injury issues. So would I be surprised if he didn't get it again? No. Would I be surprised if Aaron Donald got it again? Absolutely, I would. Absolutely, I would. Do I see anyone else being even close to TJ Watt? Maybe Micah Parsons, but that's a long shot in my opinion. I think he is the best defensive player in the NFL this season, TJ Watt. Offensive Rookie of the Year. I went in and said, Trevor Lawrence, I've given you the numbers already. Jamar Chase is going to be the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Hands down, end it there. Not going to say anything else. It's him. Defensive Rookie of the Year. I said Micah Parsons. It's going to be Micah Parsons. 55 solo tackles on the season. 19 assisted tackles. And 13 sacks, incredibly, incredibly vital part to the Dallas Cowboys offense, defense, to the Dallas Cowboys defense. He deserves it. Defensive rookie of the year, comeback player of the year. I'm talking comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow. Who would have thought 
that less than a year removed from his devastating, I mean devastating knee injury, he would come out and do what he has done in his second season. And spoiler alert, coach of the year is Zach Taylor, his head coach. The Cincinnati Bengals have been one of the best basement to um, basement to throne stories that I have seen in a while. And I think they have a really good shot at making the Super Bowl. And not even just making it, at winning the Super Bowl. When they are on their A game, they will beat anyone. Anyone. And they showed that. And they have showed that all season long. Uh, Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, they AFC Nor- they're AFC North champions. Incredible in his first full year, Joe Burrow has been. Uh, especially considering the terrible injury that he sustained in his rookie campaign. Um, for comeback player of the year, I had said McCaffrey. He kind of came back and then left with more injuries. Uh, he's probably going to be on the trading block in the offseason. And for coach of the year, I said Cliff Kingsbury. I think that if it isn't Zach Taylor, there is a case to be made for Raiders interim head coach Bisaccia. And that is because he has just he's taken a team who couldn't stay out of trouble and he's taken them to the playoffs. Not easily, but in a very well-composed and a very professional and tough manner. Like, they are a tough football team. And it's going to be a tough game when uh, the Bengals and the Raiders meet up this Saturday to kick off our wildcard weekend. So there you go. That's MVP Aaron Rodgers, Offensive Player of the Year, Cooper Cup, Defensive Player of the Year, TJ Watt, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Michael Parsons, Comeback Player of the Year, Joe Burrow, and Coach of the Year, Zach Taylor. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on those social medias. Okay, let's talk about some coaching decisions. There has been a lot. Of course, just today we had the Bears fired Matt Nagy and their general manager. The Vikings also fired Greg Zimmer and their general manager as well. Uh, Jaguars already fired Urban Meyer in November. Uh, the Giants, I have written down because I was expecting them to fire Joe Judge. Nothing's really been said yet, but he hasn't been fired as of yet. Uh, the Raiders are going to be a coaching area that they're going to look at, and I think I'm going to leave the Raiders alone because I think their best bet is going to be promoting Basacha, and I think they're going to do it after seeing how well the team responded to him um, and how good of a season they had. So we're going to, we're going to leave the Raiders at that because I think they're good. Um, and then the Jaguars, let's talk about the Jaguars. First of all, you got Trevor Lawrence, you got a decent defense, not a terrible defense, not a great defense. They're decent. You got some young wide receivers and you have an owner who seems like he wants to do anything except fired bulky to keep his fan base and his coaches happy right now. Uh, I, I wouldn't be mad as a Jaguars fan. I wouldn't be mad to see, um, Daryl Bevel 
promoted, he's done a pretty good job in Urban Meyer's stead, in my opinion. I wouldn't hate to see Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers offensive coordinator, but who I would love to see and who I think deserves a shot to be the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars is anyone but Bill O'Brien, first of all. Anyone but Bill O'Brien. I don't know what the heck the Jaguars are doing even talking to Bill O'Brien. If you have half of a brain, Trevor Balky, stay away from Bill O'Brien. No, you should be interviewing the heck out of Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? He's done a great job. He's learned a lot from Tom Brady, I'm sure. Learned a lot from Bruce Arians. He's won a Super Bowl. He has a fantastic offensive scheme. Um, he's a former Jaguars quarterback. That's going to get you some tickets back from uh, everyone who's just extremely upset with you, Con. Byron Leftwich is the way they should go, in my opinion. I don't know if they will. Um, I haven't seen anything of any news that they have gone ahead and tried to interview him, but they need to, and they need to, I think Byron left, which would be the good hire for them. Uh, the bears, you've got fields. You've got a good defense. They, they had a good defense towards the beginning of the year. Um, low expectations. <laughs> they just came from Matt Nagy. If you can just come in and call a football game the way that it should be, and like have half of a football brain, you're gonna be <laughs> much better than Matt Nagy. Um, I see Nathaniel Hackett as being a possible uh, candidate as well here in Chicago. A lot of people are saying Jim Harbaugh. I don't see Jim Harbaugh coming to Chicago necessarily, but I will say I think the best fit for them right now, uh, if he's willing to leave Buffalo, is Brian Dabble the Buffalo offensive coordinator. I think he would be a good candidate for uh, uh, Justin Fields, who needs some needs some tender loving care. And who needed tender loving care a few years ago? Josh Allen. And look at where he is now because of the work that Dabble's been able to put in. So I think he's the route that the Bears should go. Vikings? High expectations. This was one of those firings where it's like, okay, we're in a stalemate here. What are we going to do? Let's get rid of Zimmer. Let's get rid of the general manager. We got a great roster. We just need some great coaching now. High expectations. You've got Dalvin Cook. You got Justin Jefferson. You got Adam Thielen. You got a good defense. You need a consistent quarterback, uh, whether that's Kirk Cousins or someone else. You need Josh McDaniels. I. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if I'm Josh McDaniels, I'm thinking, okay, we got Bill Belichick here. I might be able to take over for him once he retires. When's he going to retire? You got a Vikings organization that's basically saying, come in and you get free reign. Do whatever it takes to get us to the Super Bowl, baby. If I'm Josh McDaniels, I'm taking that. Over any, and I'm looking at Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and 
Adam Thielen in that offensive line, and I'm saying, heck yeah, I want that. I want that more than what they have here in a Mac Jones and some guy named Ramondre Ramondre Stevenson. Get to Minnesota, Josh McDaniels. It might be your best chance to get out of New England and to get out into a better situation than what you're going to inherit once Bill Belichick is out. Giants, y'all need to y'all need to fire Joe Judge. Go get yourself anyone but Joe Judge. His press conferences are awful. He's just terrible. I just get out of here. Um, I have the Ravens written down here. John Harbaugh. If if I see John Harbaugh fired in the next couple of days, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised in the least. Um, questionable decisions that cost them a couple of wins, in my opinion. At least one win. One potential win against the Steelers when he went for two instead of the extra point. But then he did it again against... Oh, who was it? Green Bay. He had Green Bay on his heels and Tyler Huntley. Went for two, missed it, lost. They could be in the playoffs right now. And I think it could be one of those stalemate firings that I would love to see because I would love to see Eric Bieniemy go to Baltimore. Imagine him with Lamar Jackson doing what he did with Patrick Mahomes. I would love that. I don't know if they can entice him away from Kansas City, but even if it's an offensive coordinator role with John Harbaugh, they should try to get Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City. Anyway, let's go top 10 playoff teams. Uh, just to wrap up here, I'll tell you the four teams that didn't make the top 10. <laughs> Steelers, Raiders, 49ers, and Titans. I I don't want anything to do with them, honestly. I don't want anything to do with the Titans right now. Sure, Derrick Henry's coming back. whoop de freaking do Yeah, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, and... AJ Brown finally in the same game together. It's going to be annoying when it works out, and I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate it when it works out. But I hate them. They they are such an inconsistent team, and the fact there's people out there saying they could win it all. No! Tennessee is not built to win it all right now. I really don't think so. I don't you think the Ryan Tannehill that we have had all season is going to take this Tennessee Titans team to the Super Bowl and win it against an NFC opponent? Heck no. Screw the Titans. Screw the 49ers. I think the 49ers are a team who they've gotten hot late. Yeah. You're doing great. Great job. Momentum is everything. But they're not a good team. They got you got Debo Samuel, you got George Kittle, Jared or Jimmy Garoppolo. He's he's nothing. I don't I don't like him. If you, if you start trade Lance, maybe. But I don't like Garoppolo. I don't think he's gonna be able to pull it off. And you think you think Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna be able to go into Lambeau Field and beat the Packers? 
Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go into AT&T Stadium this weekend and beat a Dak Prescott-led Cowboys offense who's put over 50 points on the board two out of the last three weeks? No. I don't. I don't think that at all. Uh, 49ers can sit in the bottom there. Raiders and Steelers, kind of self-explanatory when it comes to who we have in the top 10. At number 10, I got the Patriots. It's going to be interesting. Mac Jones hasn't been on the up and up. He's been kind of plateauing a little bit in his rookie campaign. This defense is really good, so will they be able to pull off a little Dark Horse-esque string of wins? Will they be able to do it? I don't know. Bill Belichick's been there, done that. He might give them a slight advantage, but... I don't know if the Patriots are going to be able to do it. Uh, number nine, I got the Eagles. They are the the dark horse team of the entire NFL playoffs. I would not be surprised to see them win three straight and get to the Super Bowl. Why? Because they run, and they run the ball well. They are the best running team in the league in January in the cold, cold weather that they're going to have to endure. If they can get past Tampa Bay, and that's a big if, I'm I'm concerned that they could get it past anyone, including the Green Bay Packers. At number eight, I got the Buccaneers. I don't want them any higher. Injuries to their offense is going to prove to be too much. Sure, Tom Brady has been able to do it against the Jets and the Panthers the last couple weeks, but, man, he's not going to be able to do it for long. Um, NFC field is too strong. Too strong for most of your starting offense and a lot of your defensive tools to be out and to expect to win. And I, I don't think they make it out of the NFC here. I, personally... I think they very well could see a wild card exit to the Eagles. That'll be a really good game. Number seven, I got the Buffalo Bills. Uh, their run game for offense and defense, offensively and defensively, is a big question for me. Uh, they've been doing better in recent weeks. So will they be able to continue that momentum in the playoffs? Uh, of course, I think kind of a... A switch on for the Bills was that loss against the Patriots in that terrible weather game where they just weren't able to run the ball. And I think they've got a lot of high expectations here. They just need to be able to be consistent with the run and to let that help them in the passing game. At number six, I have the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I've had them higher for the whole season, but they've got some key injuries, specifically DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt that have kind of shown some weaknesses in the Cardinals roster. So I don't think I don't I don't think they're going to make the playoffs anymore, or the Super Bowl anymore. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. But without DeAndre Hopkins, they're not going to be able to do it. Number five, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, when they're hot, they have championship tendencies. Joe Burrow is built and he is 
he is built for these big moments. It's incredible how well he fits into these moments where just everything's on the line and he steps up to the plate effortlessly, confidently. And I I would not be surprised to see a Joe Burrow run to the AFC Championship game. Honestly. He and Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase, T. Higgin, like they... They're dangerous. This Bengals team is dangerous in the AFC. In an AFC field that, in my opinion, is wide open. You got the freaking Tennessee Titans as the number one seed, for goodness sake. This AFC field is wide open, and the Bengals could squeak by. Not just squeak by. Let me take that back. The Bengals could take the reins and run away with it if the rest of the AFC is not careful. Number four, I had the Los Angeles Rams. I think Cam Akers being healthy, he played a little bit on uh, Sunday against the 49ers, but I think him being healthy and fully used is going to be vital in this upcoming matchup against the Cardinals. Um, the other big question is going to be, can Stafford be an asset and not a liability? He sometimes get in his own gets in his own way. And if he can be an asset and not a liability, then this Rams team could take it all the way to the NFC Championship. Uh, Number three, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. If they show up the way they have been the entire last part of the season, they're going to beat almost anyone. I say almost anyone because they kind of showed up against the Bengals and still lost in a shootout. And if that doesn't concern me as a Chief, I don't know what will. They just got to show up on both sides of the ball. At number two, I've got the Cowboys. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys, I think, are the most balanced team left in the playoffs. They're great on defense. They're great on offense. Can they be consistent in the playoffs here? Can they put together four straight games like they did last week against the Eagles or the week before that against the Washington football team? Can they beat these good teams in the NFC playoff uh, field? And at number one, I have the Green Bay Packers. I'm worried about the Lambeau curse, maybe? They've had home field advantage. They've lost at home field the last few seasons in the playoffs. Their defense needs to be consistent. We know their offense is great. We know Aaron Rodgers is fantastic. Is their defense going to be able to stop some of these high-powered offenses in the NFC? We'll have to wait and see. But there you have it. That's my number one team right now is the Packers. Who do I think is going to win the Super Bowl? What is going to be... Who's my pick for the Super Bowl? For a Super Bowl winner? I'm going to... Let's say the Super Bowl matchup, I think. Right now, if I was to pick a Super Bowl matchup, not that I just want but that I think is possible. I want to say Packers-Bengals. I really want to believe that we're going to see a Packers-Bengals Super Bowl. And honestly, oh man, a Packers-Bengals Super Bowl in Los Angeles would be incredible. And I would not be surprised if the Bengals come out of that game with a Super Bowl victory 
But I'm going to have to say Aaron Rodgers gets that win. He gets that Super Bowl win in what I think will be his last season as a Green Bay Packer. Uh, But I think the Packers are going to be able to do it. And if they don't, it's going to be the Bengals. I I think that's my number one and number two for Super Bowl winners, Packers and Bengals. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on that Twitter, at Harvey's underscore huddle. We're on Instagram, at Harvey's huddle. And we're on Facebook. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for my previews for the wildcard weekend. Um, This has been Harvey's huddle. I'm Jacqueline Harvey. Take care.